everything, guess what? God is still good. And we honor his goodness. We honor his mercy. We honor his loving kindness. We exalt him on today. How many know that if it was not for God's grace and mercy? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank God for his grace. Hallelujah.
your grace and for your mercy. God, we thank you, God, for watching over us. We thank you, God, for protecting us. We thank you, God, that everything we need, God, you have already provided it. So, God, we just thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that in times like these, God, we lean, we depend, we trust in you, God, not trusting just because something has happened. But God, we trust you even before it comes. So we just thank you. We exalt you. We magnify you right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you that the blood of Jesus covers everything, God. In Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus is stronger than anything, God, that can come up against us. The price have already been paid. So we glorify you on today. And Father, I thank you for my helper, my teacher, my standby, the one that walks alongside of me, the one that encourages me, the one that uplifts me when I'm down through the word of God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live. But it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go into the word of God today, I want to say this. Um, everybody know what's going on. Everybody know what the governor has said. So we abide by the laws of the land, amen. But we always use wisdom in all things. And the law of the land tells us you can't have a hundred or more coming together, Amen. So what we have done to abide by the laws of the land, when we get to 99, we put something on the door. I abide by the laws of the land. We 
when people are in authority, you do not go over their authority. And we use wisdom in all things. But I want to say this. Use your hand sanitizer. You've been using it. Do things in wisdom. Do things in love. But do not do things in fear. Because if you do it in fear, it's just like you're not trusting God. Come on. Come on. You don't know who's around you. You don't know what people have, but use wisdom. If you stayed home before because you had a fever, stay home. That's the wisdom of the Lord. If you did it before, do it again. But do not shun your brothers and sisters because of what man says. Man is only doing what they know. But you still have to do what you know. And what you've been standing on, but I'm going to say this. If you have not been standing on the word of God, then you are standing with the uh, world and you listening to what the world is telling you to do to protect yourself. But you got to hear the spirit of the Lord in these times of trouble. People do not show up at church, but they show up in the mall. They show up in restaurants. They show up on their jobs. If their job tell you you have to be there, you will be there. The enemy tactic is to close the doors of the house of God. Because he don't want you to have truth. He don't want you to live by truth. But we know who holds our hands. And we know who holds the future. So see, Miracle Temple, y'all not ignorant. Y'all been told this over and over again. Don't act like you don't know. You've been warned about what's getting ready to come upon the land. Come on. You've been warned about these things. You've been warned about get your house in order. You've been warned about these things before these things came. You had time to get into the word of God, to meditate on the word. So when these things come, you're not at a state of alarm. I know the ones who are alarmed, the ones who are not in the word of God, the ones that are not in the word of God, they're going to bypass you. They're not going to look you in your face. They're going to start doing different things that they have always done. When you know who you are. Because you don't know who you around. You don't know who you were around before. So we use wisdom in all things. We are in the world, people. But we're not of the world. We don't do what the world does. We spend more time talking about this virus than we spend time talking about Jesus. The world is spending that time because the world, that's all they know. Satan is the God of this world and guess what? He's rejoicing. He's rejoicing because guess what he's using? He's using a body. He got to have a body. He got to have a mouth. To put this in the atmosphere. You suppose to counteract it with the word of God. We use wisdom, but we don't allow fear to overtake us in using wisdom. I say it like this. If you never clean your house before it come upon this earth. Do you think all that cleaning you doing now in fear is going to help you? I'm going to say it again. If you never clean your house. Do you think all this cleaning now and fear going to help you? Because guess what, y'all? The stores is running low with sanitizer. They're running low with toilet tissue. Wow. 
They're running low on some things. You go and, and, and you go get it and you're trying to stock up. But this is the funniest thing that I see. People that didn't have no money. That couldn't give nobody nothing. Now they're coming out with money for toilet tissue. This is a good laugh. People that couldn't give it to the kingdom. They say I'm on a budget. It's just me and myself and I. Now they're finding all the money in the world and knocking you out the way to get to the cash register. This is truth. The thing now is, home report, are you going to believe? We're not denying what they say is amongst us. You don't deny that. But one thing you do say is, no evil shall befall me. And no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. And do y'all know why? Because God has given... His angels charge over me to keep me and guard me in all my ways. But I want to forewarn y'all today. If you're living in a house that's divided. And you're speaking Psalms 91. But somebody else is steady saying, wash your hands. Your angels are getting confused. Let's don't play church no more. Let's don't play church. Because guess what? Now what's happening? People going to know who's real. People going to know if their testimony is true. Because some people just saying it with their mouth. But their heart is far from it. Come on, the test was real when the storm came in. The test was real then. People's attitudes changed. But when you know who you are and whom you belong to, you don't have nothing to fear. That's why you're supposed to have been spending time with God before all this stuff came. Because guess what, y'all? You're in a fallen world. And being in a fallen world, I'm going to give you a little, little nugget here. When they were in Egypt, remember all this teaching y'all been getting about the word of God? 911, what's your emergency? Lost souls. Come on, God was bringing all of this in. But when they were in Egypt and the plagues was going on in Egypt, God had reserved a place in Goshen to keep his people free from those plagues. No matter what happened in Egypt, it didn't touch God's people. Because God had his people. But they had to believe that they were in a place of safety. When you go in Deuteronomy, this is nothing unusual. When you go in Deuteronomy, talk about the blessings and the curses. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. We're no longer up under a curse. But there are curses that come upon the land that's out there because of sin, because of the fall. So you're living amongst them, but they don't come nigh you. The reason why people are getting everything is because they're believing in these things. They're putting more focus on 
What everybody, every time you turn around, something popping up. Somebody done come up with something else. They only doing what they know, y'all. So it's time for us as the body of Christ to do what we know. And it's time to get into this word. Ain't no time wasted. It's time to go into this word and be about our father's business and not about the world's business. So if you are in a place of fear, I advise you to turn off the television. Because some of you is watching the television so much you can't even hear God. And you're going out and trying to do stuff sneakily to try to protect yourself. And I, I doubt people, with somebody dies, somebody's going to show up at the funeral. Weddings, people are going to show up at the weddings, but they're telling people don't come in the house of God. People still doing what people want to do, and it don't affect them because they ain't thinking about it. Open your Bibles to Psalms 115, verses 15 and 16, and let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Psalms 115, verses 15 through 16. We're going to go um, a little different today, but we're still talking about seeing the word of God for what it is, but I'm going to add to it. Amen. Psalms 115, verses 15 and 16. It says, you are blessed. Of the Lord which made heaven and earth. I'm going to say it to you again. You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. You may be seated. I want to add to the word which I've been teaching, know your authority. Know your authority. We have the word of God and we need to know what the word of God is so we can take the authority that was given to us by God through Jesus Christ. And when God um, gave this to me in Miracle Temple, we had this on several occasions, but God said, know your authority. You got to know your dominion. You got to know your right to rule and reign on this earth as kings and priests. When Jesus, well, let me back up. I want to go back to the Garden of Eden when God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And he said, let them have dominion. So God was saying, I'm going to create man in our image and our likeness in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. So, but he said, They are spirit beings at that point. He said, but let them have dominion. He said, let them have rule. Let them have authority. He said, let them have authority over the, you know, the animals. Let them have authority over all the earth. So that means that he spoke this. God was creating and he said, let them have dominion. Let them have rule. Let them have authority over the earth. Then when you get down there in 28, he said, not only is they having authority over the earth, but let them subdue the earth. Meaning that subdue means bringing the earth in subjection unto them. Meaning that the earth have to obey us. And they obey us by the word of God. 
by the will of God, by God's way of doing things, not our way, but by God's way of doing things. So we see that God gave this to man, but check this out. We were spirit beings then, male and female. And being a spirit, you can't do nothing on earth if you're a spirit being. So guess what God did? Y'all know he took and he formed man out of the dust, what, of the earth. He formed man. He took the breath of God and put it into man. Man became a living soul. After man became a living soul, God placed him in the garden because he was outside of paradise. So God placed him in the garden of Eden. When he placed him there, God told man what he could do and what he could not do in that garden. God gave man the command. Now check this out. Man was a spirit being, male and female, right? But then after God formed a body for that man, God said, now that I'm, I'm forming a body for you, I'm going to put you in the garden to dress it and keep it. So I want you to keep up with my creation. I want you to watch over. I want you to guard my creation. Meaning that don't you let anything come up in this, um, what I have created. He said, you guarding it. You watching over it. You're here to protect what I have put into your hands. So at that point, God was giving man delegated authority. Before God gave man delegated authority, check this out. God was creating. He was making the earth the way he wanted to be. So he spoke it into existence. He said, now I need somebody to live here on this earth and carry out everything that I need to be carried out according to my way of doing things. So this is why God was saying, let there be y'all and there was. But the tables begin to turn when God gave man the dominion to walk on the earth. He told Adam, you name those animals. You give those animals names. God didn't do it no more. I'm going to go somewhere with y'all. I'm going back to Psalms 115. He said, the heaven and the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to the children of men. When you go into Psalms 24, it says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the world and all that dwell therein. So we know that God, he owns everything, right? But he turned the earth over to us. And if God turned the earth over to us, he said, I have given you the right to rule and reign on this earth. That means I can't do nothing down. He cannot do nothing down here. Without you speaking. That's why he created man with the body. See this is the problem with the church. We're spending too much time. Begging God to do something. That he already done. We're trying to get God to do something. And God said I already done it. And I have given you the authority. I have delegated you. For the earth. So this is what happened. After all of this was done, guess what? The enemy is listening, y'all. Don't you know the enemy is listening? He's all, always listening. So when the enemy heard, he said, now, I know he's not going to give nothing to me. He said, but he gave it to man. So if he gave it to man, I got to get it from man to be a rightful owner of the earth. So he used the serpent. He came in um, with the serpent, something God had created, because the enemy need a body, y'all. Don't you know a spirit got to inhabit a body to get done what need to be done? Cannot do it without a body. So Satan need a body just as well as God needed a body. He's trying to do what God has already done. He got enough sense to know. And some of 
see. Because we don't have enough sense to know that Satan is mimicking what God has already done. Because God created everything. Everything was created by the word of God. If the word hadn't created it, it wouldn't have been created. So this is what he did. He took the very word that God told Adam not to do. And he twisted it and made it look as if God was a liar. He said, have God really said, that's all he got to say to us. Have God really told you to come to church? Did God really tell you to show up at Miracle Temple or Apostle Amanda Walker Bryant? Just want your money. It's been proven, people. When the storm come in, I didn't ask you for no money. I did what God told me to do and God took care of me in my house. Because as for me in my house, we still going to serve the Lord. And that's what you need to be doing. God give all of us a choice. So we see that the enemy, he came in with deception, did he not? Through that deception, through Eve accepting what he said and Adam, they lost the right to rule and reign, to have dominion over the earth. So we know that's how Satan became the God of the world. But then God, after all of this happened, he told Satan, he said, my seed... It's going to come in and bruise your head and you are going to bruise his heel. What he told him was, he said, Jesus is going to come in and he's going to take authority and he's going to be head and he's going to have dominion over this world again. It was a promise. But what did God have to do to bring that promise to pass? God still had to use man. So this is why God went through the generation And he got those that was righteous. He had to have the seed that was righteous. Remember Cain, he killed Abel. Abel was that righteous seed. But God didn't stop at Abel. Eve ended up having another seed, which was who? Seth. And God used that seed and it went through what? The generations. So that whole generation, those seeds went through that generation to speak forth the Messiah. And as they were speaking forth the coming of the Messiah, when it got to Isaiah, Isaiah said that the Messiah is going to come from a virgin, from the seed of that virgin. And guess what? I'm going somewhere. When we get up to that virgin, um, when it was spoken, dealing with, um, who was that virgin? Mary. When we got to Mary, everything that was spoken concerning the Messiah, Mary had to receive it. And when Mary said, be it unto me, according to what you say, then everything that was spoken about that Messiah, the Holy Spirit came in and overshadowed her. And every word that was spoken about the Messiah was put in her womb. And she carried that seed. And the enemy wanted to kill that seed. Go back through the word of God. Every righteous seed, the enemy was trying to kill that seed. The enemy was trying to bring more evil kings, but God overturned the table. And that's what God is doing now. So we see that Mary carried that seed. That seed was delivered. The word became flesh and what? Dwelled among us, right? 
So when Jesus became flesh and dwelled among us, Jesus knew that his father had given him dominion. He knew his father had given him right. He knew his father had given him power. So when Jesus walked the earth, he wasn't affected by what the world was doing. Because he who knew no sin became sin for us. So we can become the righteousness of God through who? Through him. Getting back to the enemy using deception. Y'all know Joseph in the Bible and how Joseph, he believed the Lord and he told his family how they were going to bow down to him. They didn't believe this, but it looked like what Joseph was saying wasn't true because Joseph got sold off with his brothers. His brothers sold him into slavery, but God gave him favor no matter, and y'all got to hear this, no matter what the world was doing, no matter how they lied upon Joseph. God still gave him favor because God's hands was upon Joseph. His hands was upon Joseph because Joseph, when sin will appear, he will flee from sin. Remember when lust was in front of him and he could have laid with um, the, the Potiphar's wife. He didn't do that. He left the scene. The devil lied on him. And guess what? By lying on him, it put him in prison. He was in the pit and he went in prison. But when he went in the prison, God gave him favor in the prison and he was over the whole prison. Come on, who does that? But God. But then he ended up going to the palace. But before all of this happened, when Joseph was telling them what was going to occur, they didn't want to believe Joseph, right? So guess what? The brothers told his dad that, you know, it was an animal that came in and killed Joseph. And they put blood all over the um, coat of many colors and showed it to his dad, his father. But guess what? Instead of his father holding on to what God had said previously, because God had already told the father through Joseph, y'all going to bow down before me. How can they bow down in front of somebody that's dead? He took the report of the enemy. Instead of taking the report of God, he backed off. He backed up and he said he rent his clothes. He began to say his son was dead. But God already sent him a word and said, y'all going to bow down before him. So they took deception. This is what the enemy is doing, y'all. The enemy is using deception. He has to have a body in the news. He has to have a body in government. He has to have a body everywhere to put deception out there because it brings fear. And where there is fear, there is no faith. I heard of a testimony, a true testimony. There was a person who went to the doctor and the doctor told him they had cancer. And they weren't going to live. Guess what? The person died. <laughs> but when they done the autopsy, you know, they check you over for everything. According to what the report said, they didn't have it. What am I saying to you? You better hear God in these last days. Because everybody have an appointed time here on this earth. And I'm telling you, don't die before your time. Don't die before God is through with you here on this earth. Because God got work for all of us to do. He said many are the afflicted. The afflictions of the righteous. 
But God has delivered us out of them all. So we have to stick to what we believe. When people begin to talk about it, you begin to counterreact and to say, yes, that's what they say. But this is what the word of God say. The word of God said, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadows of the almighty. First of all, you got to be dwelling in that secret place. And if you ain't dwelling in that secret place, you need to do what they telling you to do. But then the next verse says something we got to do. The next verse says, I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge. That he is my fortress. That he is my sure defense. I'm adding to it. You got to say. You got to speak. You got to decree and declare. Not in your head. But every day you got to decree. I'm under Psalms 91. The blood of Jesus protects me. This is why the word of God tell us. See when we speak the word. The Bible says that the angels hearken. Unto the voice of God. God sent us ministering angels to minister unto the saints. That means that they have been made available for us. And I'm going to say, take your angels off of vacation. The angels don't move. Not unless the word of God is spoken. And if you're speaking contrary to the word, guess what? They can't protect you. They cannot keep you from danger. That's why the word of God said, no evil shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Why? Because God said, I done charged those angels. Because when the angels hear the word of God, no evil shall befall me. Come on, they're guarding you. They're protecting you in all of your ways. Because they're hearkening unto the voice of God. And the Bible says the kingdom of God rules over all. Come on, get that. That means we rule over all. He has given you authority over this earth. Not to keep mumbling and complaining about what's happening, but begin to speak truth in the midst of what's happening. Yes, it is happening. But God, you're our protection. God, you are our resting place. God, you are our shepherd that we shall not want. We shall not lack. You know what we're in the need of even before we ask. So I'm going to depend on what he says and not on what they are saying. Because the news have to keep popping up with news. They get paid for that. Don't you know they got to make their money? They're getting paid every time you see these pop-ups. They're getting paid. But the price of redemption have already been paid. So what we need to do is say we are in a state of emergency. Lost souls. We don't want people to die in the midst of this. We want people to have life and have it more abundantly. Don't stop living. He's about life. And life more abundantly. Y'all it's mighty funny. People be talking that stuff. But soon as something happened. They shut down. How can you talk about Jesus and shut down? Help me somebody. How can you tell people about Jesus and you shut down in the time? The Bible says that if you faint, 
and the day of adversity, your faith is weak. Your strength is weak. It means that it's small. How can you go out here telling people about God and you faint? That's when you're supposed to rise up in the midst of adversity. I hear what they're saying, but this is what God said. Let me read you this testimony, and I think y'all know this man or heard of him, John G. Lake. John G. Lake was in the midst of a bubonic plague. And in the midst of that plague, he was working. He was taking people, him and the people that was working with him, and they were burying the people that were dying. You didn't suppose to be in the midst of all of that. They were putting four people in a grave. They were dying so quick. So when the doctors come in, a multitude of these doctors come in, they told him, they said, we're seeing how everybody's dying, but you're not dying. And we want to know what is your secret. But we want you to get on some of this stuff that we're bringing to save people's lives. He said, I don't need that stuff. He said, because, let me read it to you, the verse that he said. Go with me to Romans 2, Romans 8, 2. See, the word has medicine for everything, y'all. And Romans 8, 2, it says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free. For the law of sin and death. So what he was saying is, Jesus had already made him free from the law of sin and death. He had the life of Christ in him. And the life of Christ, he told them, that I have in me, this stuff cannot touch me. And if it try to touch me, it dies. Because I have the life of Christ in me. I want y'all to catch this. When Jesus was on that cross, Jesus took on every sickness. He took on every disease. It died with Jesus. He paid the price for every sickness that people ain't never heard nothing about. Research is still trying to get all of these things to protect you, to build up your immune system. So what they do, they give you the flu. They give you the virus and say it's going to protect you from the virus. And people die with stuff they're giving them. But this man, he said, no, I don't need anything that you have to prevent me. From having this because I know whom I am. So he said, how about you do one of my experiments? He said, I want you to take one of them dead bodies. He said, you see the phone that's on that dead body? He said, I want you to take that phone, put it under the microscope. You see all the germs, right? He said, yeah, this is germs. This is what you die from. He said, okay. Now y'all know this man, he was gloved down. He said, so I want you to take those same germs. I want you to put it in my hand. They put it in his hand. He said, now put it under the microscope. They put it under the microscope and it was dead. It could not live up under the... Our problem is, and I'm not telling you to try this. Don't you dare try it. Because if you ain't in your word and you ain't been in your word, run for your life. I'm going to tell you right now. Some of y'all playing games. Just say, I ain't there yet. Because if you don't know what the words say for yourself, say, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Be honest with yourself. I'm not there yet. But I'm working on it with the help of the Holy Ghost. Because some of us are in a place right now that we're running from people. 
instead of giving them the word of God. Somebody got to minister life, y'all. You can't shut down the kingdom. You have to minister the life of God. So Jesus, when Jesus walked amongst people, everything that didn't have life, Jesus brought life to it. Every sickness, Jesus healed the sickness. How about the um the man that the woman with the issue of blood? She didn't supposed to be out, but when she heard about Jesus, when she heard that the word was in town, guess what she did? She forgot about what was going on with her. She pressed her way through the crowd, and she began to say within herself, "If I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just get to the word, I will be made whole." She was made whole. Jesus felt the virtue come from him. How about the man that had leprosy? He said, if you're willing, you can heal me. He didn't, he's supposed to be out. They supposed to have been shut off from people. But he heard about Jesus and guess what? He was healed. He was made whole. So Jesus walked among this. But guess what Jesus did? Jesus knew that he had to go be with the father. But Jesus did not want to leave us down here with everything that was still going on because Satan is still the God of the world and we still living in a fallen world. Y'all didn't know we're living in a fallen world with crime, with diseases, with sicknesses, with trouble. We leave, we're living in this world, but we're in it, but we're not of it. So when you know who you are before all this stuff come up, how many people went in the grocery store? Got ready and people said, hey, how you doing? God is so good. Now, hey, how you doing? God is good, ain't he? Come here, Pop. Hey, Apostle. How you doing? That's fear. You do use wisdom. Don't get me wrong. But were you bumping elbows when the flu was out? Was anybody bumping elbows when viruses was out and people running to the toilets and you didn't even know they was running? Were you way across the room? I believe Renee worked with children every day. Parents dropped children off. With fevers, trying to fool you. Let me give you all some advice. Early in the morning, a child don't run a fever. Is that true, Renee? Come midday, pop, that is. Now she calling the parent and they knew they had the fever last night. This is what's happening with this plague. They can check you and you checking out okay. No fever. Midday, pop, there go the fever. Who are you going to trust? Is that true? You got to trust Jesus. Because man can only go but so far. And if you don't trust him, you are lost. Even though you're born again, you're lost. Y'all, we got to be real. Now, I hear some people in here, but you want to use common sense. So if you want to do that, do it. That's up to you. I'm not condemning you from doing that. But I'm saying if you're doing it out of fear... You still gonna catch something. 
It's a problem. If you're doing anything out of fear, I'll give you an example. There was a man, a righteous man, who loved the God, who loved God, who was blameless. But his children on their birthdays, they were party hearty. So Job said, just to make sure my kids have not sinned against God. Come on, you could be so holy, you could just be just out there. He said, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this sacrifice on the behalf of my kids. Because I don't want my kids to go to hell. So I'm going to do this on their behalf. So this is what he did. But then Job realized he ended up losing his family. But one thing that, that the devil left was the nagging wife. Just die, Job. Just die. He lost his money. He lost his family. He lost all of his wealth. And then he got hit with a sickness. Job realized, he said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Anything that you fear is what you're looking for. Because if you sitting home waiting to see what they say, they can say it's over and it's still not over. We believe man's report. That's why we watch the news to see if it's over yet. We watch the news to see if it's over yet. We watch the news to see if it's in our county yet. But you know what my prayer is? I was praying for the whole United. Praying for everybody. Lord, I sent Psalms 91. In places that I'm not. I'll tell you the honest God truth. We send the word. Because God love all of us. See, when it was just in China, we happy go lucky because we far from China. But people were coming out of China. They were getting on, and they still getting on planes. People still traveling in other places. People still saying, I need a break. I'm going on vacation. You better know Jesus when you go. And you better know him when you come back. See, people do things that they want to do, y'all. They say one thing, but they do another. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord. With all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him, acknowledge him, him mean God in all your ways and he shall direct your paths. This is what we supposed to do. We supposed to let the word be a lamp unto what? And a light unto our path. We supposed to allow the interest of the word to give us light, to give us understanding. And it said it's even for the simple. But it's one thing that Job said, and I'm going to read to y'all what Job said. Job is a smart man. Sometimes when we lay on our backs, we get smarter. We do. That's why people that are in prison, when they're laying on their back, they begin to talk to God when people, they say it wasn't no God. They find some God. And Job 6.24, listen what Job said. He said, teach me, listen y'all, and I will hold my tongue (laughs) and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Job said, teach me and I will hold my tongue. See, we can't be speaking death because the Bible said life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those Those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So if life and death is in the power of the tongue, I want to speak life with my tongue, not death. So that's why Job said, teach me to hold 
my tongue so I can understand where I have erred. So we need to watch our words. If our words is not bringing life to a dead situation, we don't need to say nothing. And even if our thinking is wrong, we're supposed to cast down even those thoughts. God done lined it up. Because he said, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So whatever you think on the most is what you're going to become. If you're thinking on this virus the most, that's what you're looking to become. A victim. We're coming from the victory, not going to it. So Christ have paid the price for all of this. So he walked the earth, y'all, to let us know through the ones that wrote these 66 books, how to live on the... Y'all, come on. We have the Bible to teach us how to live here on this earth as kingdom citizens. This is why he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What did Jesus start preaching? He said, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near you. Have a change of mind. Have a change of heart. I'm bringing kingdom to you. And then in Luke it says the kingdom is within us. He said I want my kingdom to come out of you. So the world will see kingdom. That the kingdom of God reigns. Over everything. So we're supposed to be reigning and ruling as kings and priests. So when Jesus went to be with the Father, he prepared them, y'all, before he went. He prepared those 12 disciples, those um, lambs of, what, what did I call them? Who, Mitch? Apostles of the Lamb. Thank you, Mitch. See, Clem learning. Apostles of the Lamb. So he prepared the 12. He had a lot of disciples. He had a lot of followers, but he pulled 12 of them. And those 12 represented him well. Those 12 had to go and teach people the way they were taught about Jesus and about the kingdom. And they did it well. So when Jesus left, he did not leave them comfortless. He said, guess what? I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And he said, the Holy Spirit is going to be here to comfort you. The Holy Spirit is going to be here to teach you. The Holy Spirit is only going to testify of everything that the word of God. He's only going to give you what I have said to him. So he didn't leave us on this earth without him. He gave us the Holy Spirit. But when Jesus went to be with the Father, guess what? When he done everything, conquered death, hell, and the grave, when he took back the authority, he said, now I'm going to take back the authority because it's been given to me in heaven and on earth, so I'm going to give it to you. That's why he told Peter when Peter said, thou art the Christ. He said, nobody could have revealed that to you, Peter, but God. He said, so I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth, Shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth. Shall be loosed in heaven. Now let's break that down. People say. God is sovereign. That's true. God controls everything. He controls it through you. On this earth. God gave you the keys. He said I'm placing the keys. Of heaven in your hand. Whatever key that's needed down here on earth, I'm going to open it up in heaven for you. Whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. He said, because I want 
earth to look like heaven. And you are the one that's going to bring heaven to earth. Quit waiting on, we go to God through the Holy Spirit to get his instructions to speak his will. That's why you got to spend time in the presence of God, people. Because God is giving you what you need to speak here on earth. That's why when all of this, God gave y'all all of this before it came. God prepared you before it came. He told you it's coming upon the earth and man can't find a cure. But guess what? Man is still trying to find a cure, but they got to find some dummies to give the cure to. That's why you got to know God. You got to know God because what you protecting yourself against could kill you. If people are dying from it and they're giving you a cure for it, what do you think? Ask God. Ask God that you get all shot up. <laughs> Ask him. Amen. That's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. Then you shall mount up with wings of an eagle you shall what run and not get weary you shall walk and not faint why because I waited on the Lord y'all everything is right here in the word so when I need some answers I sit there and say God you got to answer me oh let me tell you what he said God even told us this see some people say no don't believe that God is in control and you can't speak nothing in it and it come to pass. Ain't nothing but the devil. Nothing but the devil. Because let me tell you what God said. I want y'all to listen to what God said in Isaiah um, 45. Verse 11. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of the things to come. Concerning the sons and concerning the works of my hands, command you me. So God say, command the works of my hands. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He said, greater works you shall do. So what he's saying is, everything that I have provided for you, command it. It's already yours. In your times of trouble, command. Speak the word of God. Command you me. Meaning that I have placed it in your hands. Open your mouth. Begin to decree and declare what belongs to you. Begin to rebuke what's not yours. You shall not come nigh my dwelling. You got to command. You got to put the word, speak the word forth. That's what he did. God said I spoke everything into existence. You got to speak it into existence. You got to decree and declare my word and it shall be established. So Jesus turned everything over to the apostles. They went out and they began to speak. They began to decree. They began to declare. People saw healings. And I'll give you another example. Go to Luke 9. Luke 9, 1. And it's also in Matthew 10, but go to Luke 9, 1. And Luke 9, 1, the word of God says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So what he did, he said, okay, I'm going to send you out on a mission. 
I'm going to not only give you power, I'm going to give you some authority. I'm going to give you the authority to rule and reign. But as you begin to rule and reign according to my word, the power is going to be released through the authority that I have given you. So he has given them dunamis. He has given them authority to rule and reign. He said over every sickness and disease, over every demon, I give you the right. I give you authority because guess what? When Jesus went to be with the father, he sat down. And the Bible said we're sitting in heavenly places with him. We're up here looking down. We're over the principalities. We're not under them. The enemy is trying to make you think that he's above you. He's lying to you. He's trying to make you bow down to what man is saying. You're supposed to rise up in your authority. He's trying to get authority in your home and we're giving it to him. We're giving it to him by speaking opposite to what the word is saying. If somebody's in your home saying, oh, we better do this. We better, I rebuke you, Satan. Get thee behind me. Ain't that what Jesus done to Peter? He was telling Jesus he didn't have to die. Jesus said, I rebuke you. Get thee behind me, Satan. This is the will of God. If I don't die, Peter, you can't live. And then when they come at Jesus, finna take him off. Oh, they was boasting on, you know, why don't you do this? He said, don't you know, I can call a legion of angels. He said, but this is my mission. Oh, y'all don't get it. He, the will of the father had to be done. So Jesus said, I can't mess with them angels. Because if I open my mouth, everything stops and the world ends. He said, so I'm not, that's why he was on the cross and didn't say a mumbling word. Because he know he had power in them words. That's why he said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Come on, even Stephen, when he was getting ready to die, he could see Jesus right there at the right hand of the father. And he died in peace, but he said, forgive them. He didn't talk against them. What's the first thing that we do? That no good, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. That nasty hussy. Save folk. No good for nothing. Jesus didn't say nothing. But he did say this. It is finished. So he said, being that it's finished. He said, I'm giving the authority that I had. I'm turning that authority over to you. To rule and reign over this earth. He said, that's why I walked the earth to show you how it should be done. How can we read the word of God every day and don't do what the word says? Quit reading it. If you ain't going to do what it says, why are you reading it? Whatever the words say. This is what Mary said when they ran out of wine. She told Jesus about the wine. He said, woman, it's not yet my time. But Jesus told him what to do. She said, whatever you say, do it. I'm telling you today, whatever he says, you do it. You don't do it based on me. You do it based on what he said. If I'm saying what he's saying, you do it. See, this is why we get mixed up and messed up. 
Because some people want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be attached to. We're about our father's business. We want to do what the word of God tells us to do. That's why you got to know the word so when somebody is speaking the word, you can say amen. But if you don't know the word and they're speaking the word, then you're going about doing what the world is doing and not what the word is saying. So we want to make sure that we line up with the word. So they came in, y'all. He's given us the dominion. He's given us the right. We have to speak over this earth, not only for you, but for everybody, for the ones that don't know. But the Bible tells me that I haven't seen the righteous, which is me, forsaken, nor my seed begging bread. So God said, you ain't going to be forsaken, nor your seed going to be forsaken. Some people are protected because of you. Not because of them, because some people still don't think they need Jesus in the midst of tragedy. They still go through all of this that's going on. They still don't want Jesus. Don't want you talking about, you know what they tell you? It's common sense. Just common sense. Just stay home. Don't do this and don't do that. Just stay home. Just lock your door. Don't be in and everywhere. Wherever God said go, you go. Because some of you been going and God didn't tell you to go. But you went. See, everything is showing up now. God is showing who's real and who ain't. This is why when Moses went to be with the father, he went up there to get the laws from God. Left old Aaron in charge. Those people walked the dog on Aaron. Had Aaron making a golden calf for him. Moses come down and Aaron tried to throw them under the bus. Tell me, they just threw their stuff in and the golden calf just come out to fight. He threw them under the bus. But Moses said, whoever's on God's side, come over here. And the rest of them died. You got to know whose side you on, y'all. You don't know who you're going to meet. That's why every day that you go out, you're going to have to be covered. And you're covered by the word of God. Your angels cannot do anything if you're speaking negative. Even if you're thinking it in alignment and you're speaking it, it's negative. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, so does he become. You can tell anybody you believe the word. But people in the spirit know where you are. They know you're trying to make it. Trying to do all you can. So this is what I'm telling you today. Know your authority. Know whom you belong to. Know whom you trust. And if you trusted God before this came, to still trust him. God is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And guess what, y'all? He's in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is in you. You bring him to this dying world. This is why we need to speak life. When people begin to speak about this virus, say, well, this is what the word says. Keep saying what the word is saying. This is what the word is saying. Yes, this is what they say. We want to abide by the law, but we still speak what the word is saying. And you still want to be clean. I don't like dirty houses. I like my house to be clean. I like to go in my house and clean it up because when you clean it up, it's a freshness up in there. It make you feel good. I don't know about you. When you wash, you just feel so good. 
Because just feel like some stuff has just come off of you. You feel, but people that ain't used to that, they just used to being nasty. Now I'm just trying to help you out. I'm trying to turn on some lights up in here. If you ain't never used the sanitizer, it ain't never bothered you. Let somebody else have it because you ain't never cleaned anyway. We want to do things according to the word, not according to how we feel. And I want to say this, Miracle Temple. As long as we can keep our doors open, we're going to keep them open. But if you got a fear of coming, don't fake it to make it here. Listen what I say. If you got a fear of coming, don't fake it to make it. Because God will give us what we need in these times. Y'all doing the storm, he gave Miracle Temple what we needed. Look around. This place was gutted, completely out. Tore up. People didn't have nowhere to go. People didn't have food, had to come off jobs, had to look for homes. But guess what God did for us? God kept us. He kept you in courage. He kept giving you the word of God. We didn't come off of what they were saying. We come off of what we believe. The just shall live by faith. You're going to hear things on your job. You abide by their rules because they're your authority. They're your authority. But you don't allow that stuff to penetrate you and get in your ear that you can't rest at night. You're supposed to continually speak the word of God. The more you keep checking with the news, I'm going to give you another verse. We went back over it. Go back to Exodus, the fifth chapter. Do you remember in Egypt when the, they was bringing them out of Egypt and they were sending the word to Pharaoh and Pharaoh oppressed them even harder? He made it look even worse. And this is what he said. He said, basically, keep oppressing them. Keep oppressing them so they won't hear those words that Moses is speaking. The news is going to keep oppressing you with what's being said. Radio is going to keep oppressing you with what's being said. People around you are going to oppress you with what they're hearing and what they're saying. But what you do is you stick to what the word is saying. You focus on the word. It got so bad that was Exodus, the fifth chapter. And Exodus, the sixth chapter, when God said, Moses, go back to him. They wouldn't even hear Moses because they were so discouraged. But the funny part, they wouldn't hear Moses, but they come out of Egypt with Moses. Because they didn't want to stay in Egypt. Y'all, it's enough of faking it to make it. Let's pray one for another. Let's, let's start speaking the word, God, no matter what's going on, we have what we need. God, no matter what's going on, we continue to love one another. God, no matter what's going on, we continue to stay in the word of God, the word of life. Because I have learned the spirit quickens the flesh profit nothing. The words that he speak, they are spirit and they are life, y'all. And I thank God for this. God will raise you up. And sometimes you don't even understand why things happen in your life. Things happen in your life for such a time as this. See, people who are used to having money galore, I'm going to tell you something. Churches that's used to pulling in all the money, living luxuriously, taking money from people. Now when they shut down, who they're going to really call on? What are they going to really do, these mega churches? Come on, because some of them depending on the people's money to get where they are. Come on. 
They did that. Now we're going to find out where the word, where the world is. Because I'm, I'm learning this. Miracle Temple, I sent you a message, some of y'all, maybe a year ago, that says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. See, in times like this, God will take the wealth of the wicked and it may come through the government and store it up for the just. Let me tell you something. God know what he's doing. That's why you got to stand in the midst of this. God is not going to have you without, but I want to warn you of something. Those that have, that are saved. And you didn't trust God in those difficult times. Let me tell y'all something. Don't think you're going to be money grabbers now. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Some people want people to help them when they never helped nobody when they could have helped them. God give you wisdom in all things. I'm not telling you not to help people. But God is going to tell you what to do because sometimes God will lead people to themselves to let you know how well do you trust me. What did you do with what I gave you? Y'all remember the ones he gave five talents? He gave two and he gave one. The one that had one, he digged it in the ground. Some of you having a little and you're covering it up. You don't want to give nobody that little. And when Jesus come back, what did he do? The one with five got five more. The one with two got two more. Come on. He blessed them. Because they trust him. They took what they had and they gave. Quit holding on to what you have. If God said give it up, give it up. Do what God says. But sometimes God will say don't spend that. I want you to keep that. But he ain't telling you to stop giving. Because when things happen, when people don't come to church, they don't send nothing to church. Because they say I ain't in church. So why should I get to church anything? The word don't stop. Church don't stop. You're the church. Life continually go on. If you're here, you're not here. Because one day, you might have to be buried in this church. And you don't have a church. Who are you going to call on? Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> See, people don't understand. They want to be a part of something, but they don't want to give in to nothing. You got to give in the life insurance to get buried. You don't give in the life insurance, you don't be buried. So people think that they don't have to come to church, they don't have to give nothing. But when you need pastor, when you need Judah, when you need the ushers, when you need people within the church, people expect people to do for them. We're supposed to be in unity. We're supposed to be on one accord. We're supposed to be doing according to the word, not doing part of the word, but all of the word. You can't pick and choose what you want. You got to live according to what the word of God tell you. What you did before a crisis, you're supposed to still be doing during the crisis. Because God takes care of his own and it's proven in the word of God. Know your authority. When you know your authority, you're not speaking to get something done. You speaking according to what has already been done. It's already done. So when you speak the word, you're speaking it because you know it's done. You're not commanding anything just to get it done. You're commanding it because you have a right. You have the authority to do what the word of God is telling you to do. I'm going to leave this with you. A police officer. He has the authority. 
to give you a ticket. Right? That's his right. And I believe all of us in here know the authority of those officers. Because as soon as we see one, if we go on one mile over, we slow it down. Sometimes they catch us off guard and we don't see them. And they pull us over. And we want to have the audacity to say, why you pulled me over? Well, you were speeding. I wasn't speeding. Yes, you were. We're going to get a ticket. That's their power <laughs> to give you that ticket and for you to show up in court or to show up at the clerk of courts to pay the ticket, right? Their jobs still go on. God has given us authority, y'all, that whatever is not operating according to his word, he gave us the authority to speak to it and tell it, not here. You have no right. You have no dominion. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I refuse to accept that in Jesus' name because this is what God says. You cannot live off of your strength. You have to live off of his. So that's why when things happen, y'all, don't y'all know, when we had this stuff going on in the church, I was still teaching, I was still preaching, I was still going on, I still had a family. I had to deal with the contractors, me and my husband, but I always would say, God, you give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, God, you increase strength. So, God, I thank you that you are strengthening us to do what you will have us to do. God, you're sending the people that need to be sent to finish what need to be finished in this place. Because, God, you called me to this. I didn't call myself. You called me not to sit down, but you called me so the spirit of the living God can arise upon me to do the work that you have called me to do. Didn't he do it? He did it. He did it. But he needed a body to work through to get it done. He said, this is what I want to do, daughter. I gave you authority. I gave you the right to reign here. He said, but now I want my power to come through you to manifest what I need to have done. And God did it. God know what to do and how to do it. And the way he did it, y'all, he took a contractor that never took on a big project like this. He took that very contract and set him there and gave him faith, built his faith up. And he said, I'll take it. And he said, I never have taken this before. I said, but God knew that you're the one that he wanted to take it. And God worked through him and he worked through other people. How did he do it? Because I had to speak. I had to be in my word and say, okay, God, when trouble came, what you want me to do with this, God? When the money, y'all, let me tell you something. When the money wasn't there. I said, God, we need this. We don't have it. Everything is tore up. And this is the funny part. We had the insurance man to come and look in here because he had to know what contents was in here so we can get paid for contents, right? This is funny. We had already done cleaned the place, had the plastic up and everything. He opened the door. He said, don't come no closer. Don't come no closer. I said, why? <laughs> don't, don't go in there. Don't go in there. It's mold all over the place. Don't go in there. I'm just going to condemn it all. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> Why did I say hallelujah? The place already been clean. <laughs> but he had to write the check. <laughs> and this is no lie, y'all. The insurance company, when I asked, I said, listen here. This equipment and stuff is messed up. We got to go on with God's business. And I need some money. He wrote it out. I, I have it to you. That, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He wrote it out. He gave us what we needed and people wasn't even getting nothing. People were getting the American the Red Cross and the Salvation Army, taking them to the churches, getting people in the churches to do something. God didn't tell me to do that. God didn't tell me to do that. But my heart was saying, Lord, Miracle Temple as a church want to work to try to help people. But God, at this time, I don't know what to do or how to do it. You have to show me. Guess what? The Salvation Army parked right out there in the front, emptied the truck and left everything. We had all of this left and we thought y'all needed it. Only thing I had to do is decree and declare the word of God and shut down every naysayer that was saying what was not going to be done. Because I believe God. You got to take this word, y'all. We're living in a time. You got to take this word. You got to get that seed rooted and grounded in you. So when disaster come, this is what come out of you. The Holy Spirit will roll it up out of you out that belly and say, oh, this is what you need for this. And you begin to speak it because your baby is leaping according to that word. But when you don't have the word in you. The word is dwelling there, but your mind got to be renewed according to what's dwelling because the enemy is corrupting your mind. So every day you got to go in the word of God and say, God, I need fresh manna. I need more word. I need more life because I feel like I'm dying. And as you do that, you feel the life of God. Y'all, we take one day at a time. And we have to believe his report. Use common sense, people. If God say no, it's no. But know who's saying no. Know his voice. You got to know God's voice in times like these. So that's why I have to be before him. If God say, stop everything, that's what I'm going to do. But I have to go on him. And not on me. And not on everybody else. Because let me tell you something. People are still out and about. They still around a lot of people. They're still planning things. They're still doing things. And we have to do what we need to do to get built up in the word of God. Not forsaking the fellowship. We want to make sure that we come together and we come together in love to help one another. We're here to help one another. But know your authority. Don't play with this word. It's not to be played with. Don't try to pull a word out the Bible and it ain't in you. And you just saying it, hoping you'll get some results. The word don't change, y'all. It's going to remain the same. No matter what happens in this world, this word is going to stand forever. When everything is gone, the word is going to stand. And correction. The plagues that's coming upon this land is already in this land because of a fallen world. People going in Revelation and saying that this is what Revelation is speaking of. No, it's not. Revelation is talking about the tribulation. This is what's going to happen. Revelation is the tribulation. Deuteronomy 28 is what's happening. (laughs) But you've been redeemed from it. People think they know the Bible, but that's not those plagues. If those angels pour out that wrath, all us dead. I don't want to be here. I want to be raptured. So when they pour out, when they begin to pour out them, that wrath of God, people are going in the mountains and saying, let the rocks fall on me. They're so scared. That's the tribulation. And people are using that and saying, 
didn't, that's what Revelation talking about. I don't want to be here for that. No, ma'am. No, sir. So know your authority. Get into the word and use your authority, y'all. And even with your children. See, they want to send some of our children back to college. But if God say no, it's no. That's what man say. But God will work out another way. Because whatever the plan and the purpose that he has for your life, they can't stop it because it's written. Y'all hear me? It's already written about you. So we want to go on what's written. That's why we spend time and say, God, you already know my destiny. You already know what I need to do from day to day. Help me to see what you see so I can do what you do in this day. Give me this day my daily bread. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do we have any new announcements? Any new announcements?